0: you're listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 chqr Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. I'm Wayne Nelson. Within a generation, $4 trillion is expected to be passed down to inheritors in Canada, the United Kingdom, and the United States. Now, that's according to a survey done by RBC Wealth Management. About $400 billion of that wealth will transfer in Canada in the next generation not chump change. But many wealthy families don't have a comprehensive plan as to how to get that wealth to the next generation. In fact, the same survey found that only 22% of wealthy Canadians have a plan on how to transfer their wealth. Joining me this morning to talk about transferring your wealth to your legacy is McMillan Estate Planning Legal Counsel, Henry Villanueva. Good morning, Henry. Good morning, Wayne. Good morning, listeners. All right, let's talk about the legacy plan to start with transferring that wealth. What's the first thing that we need to look mm-hmm.
1: at? We have to uh, take a step back for a little bit here. And we know that uh, every day mom and dad works It's blood, sweat, and tears in this business. Uh, They're the ones who wake up at 4 a.m. when there's a supplier issue and they stay up as late as they could, even missing supper. Uh, The next thing they know it, they've come across a pretty big um, nest egg. It's built in the company. And as time goes by, mom and dad need to think about how to get this nest egg uh, to uh, the kids and how to continue their legacy is what we say.
0: All right. Now let's look at some case studies if we could. Now in the past, we have talked briefly about different kinds of case studies. The one that we want to talk about today is uh, a family farm Mm -hmm. uh, dealing with this very issue.
1: Exactly. So uh, as a case study, uh, we have a farm family uh, just around in rural Alberta, and uh, they have an issue in this regard. Mom and dad had worked really hard all their lives to build up and expand uh, a very successful farm, family farm corporation and operation. And, uh, you know, they showed their kids how it's done. You have to work really, wake up really early in the morning, make sure everything is uh, done by routine, and that everybody had the proper work ethic. And their kids um, took on to this, and they were pretty successful themselves. However, Wayne, they were successful in their career and not in the farm.
0: Sure, because not every second generation wants to carry on from the first generation from what their parents have established and created.
1: Mm -hmm. And in this particular case study, uh, the daughter became a nurse and the son became an engineer. So good for mom and dad for being able to achieve those feats. Sure. Uh, What happened as well is uh, the kids lived in the city. So uh, they moved away from the acreage and of course that's only but typical for the kids to uh, advance their education and seek out opportunity in the big cities where they had finished their education. So they moved out of the acreage, had their respective jobs, but at the same time because they grew up at the farm you can't take away the farm from the farm boy and the farm girl. Well they would always do their best to take as much time as possible to be able to visit mom and dad. And of course, when they're there, to help them out as well. Sure. It'd
0: and, be harvest time, uh, big big work uh, time for, for farm families, seeding time. So they would try and get there as often as they could.
1: Exactly. So what they did was they knew that certain times in the year, mom and dad needed more help. And uh, that sometimes help around the community is not always that reliable. Plus, they also wanted to manage the costs. So, what the daughter and son did, as you know, responsible and uh, kids who pay it forward to their parents, uh, they would always do their best to spend time at the farm and help out with these bigger chores.
0: All right. But their goal was clearly not on taking over the farm.
1: Mm-hmm. So, again, the parents wish was always to leave the farm as a legacy to the children. And again, it's a successful farming operation. So uh, it was also in the interest of the kids to uh, inherit and take over this farm. However, mom and dad also understand that because of the good work ethic that they have instilled upon the children, they were pretty successful in their careers as well. She was a pretty good nurse and she was working in the hospitals and she uh, was not just a supervisor in her particular area or department, but she was on a very good career path to um, making more uh, uh, significant decisions in regard to uh, her profession. And the same with the engineer. The engineer was working in an engineering company and he was no longer just a supervisor, but also a manager and getting up pretty high there in the organization, having established his contacts as well with his clientele.
0: So what do mom and dad do?
1: Exactly. So that's part of the planning that we do at Macmillan Estate. We have a discussion with Mum and dad. And mom and dad, of course, wants what's best for their kids. They do recognize that the farm is a sentimental asset of the family. And as much as possible, they want the kids to inherit and take over. But at the same time, they recognize that the kids have grown up now and uh, they want to pursue this line of the career. And unfortunately, we can't split them into half to both do their career and take care of the farm. So in that particular regard, a lot of discussion has to be made first regarding mom and dad's intentions if the kids are not interested in pursuing the farm any further. Now, I'm
0: presuming that mom and dad have done the responsible thing prior to this. They've got their financial affairs somewhat in order. They've probably had a will, but a will doesn't cover what needs to be covered in terms of passing on this legacy.
1: That's correct, Wayne. And I want to emphasize to all our listeners that a will uh, basically just appoints someone to carry out your wishes. As what they say, a will is a distribution plan on who gets what and in what amount. Uh, What's important for everyone and all families is take a look at what an estate plan really is and should be. And it actually includes not just Distributing assets, but also taking note of the tax consequences and providing for tax planning for the transition of this particular wealth in the family.
0: So, in this particular case study, mom and dad have sat down with uh, you good folks at McMillan Estate Planning to come up with that critical plan for the succession of their business or passing on or creating that legacy for the second generation whatever options are available for the kids, depending on what the kids want. So what happened?
1: Mm -hmm. So long story short, unfortunately, uh, the recourse of mom and dad is uh, the sale of the farm. Uh, The buyers are not yet in the picture, but what we're doing and what's important to remember is you prepare a company or a business for sale. A business is not just sold at a click of their hand or a wrist, but it is actually prepared for sale. And how you do that is you take a look at the financials, uh, you analyze the assets that are in the company, whether or not you need to... uh, Quote unquote technical terms purify the assets or have to deal with removing uh, non-necessities in the business or personal assets or investments from the business to make sure that it is a pure farming corporation. Now, is this more
0: comprehensive than say a forensic accounting?
1: It is in a way more reflective. Uh, forensic accounting is important. Uh, it's usually in cases of um, a conflict, but in this case, it's more strategic in a way. Uh, if you step back, if a buyer were to consider and do due diligence on the purchase of the farm, what would they look at? What numbers would be more of interest to the buyer? Uh, and how will we show that to them in regard to the financial statements? Uh, another An example of that is if inside the corporation there are investments in... Um, for example, shares of stock, then we may wanna consider moving those out of the corporation because the buyer may not be interested in buying those. Another point to consider is if there are any loss carryovers or any other uh, tax credits in regard to the company, we wanna make sure that the buyers are aware of that as well because in a way they are of advantage to the buyer in regard to their prospective sale.
0: Now in this particular case study, mom and dad are still alive. It's a different situation if mom and dad have already passed. So preparing the farm for transference to the new purchaser is a significant move. How long does that take, Henry?
1: It sometimes takes years, unfortunately, and it's because... When we prepare the financial statements, usually the buyer, the person who wants to take over the business, wants to look at at least the last three years of financial statements before making a decision. And the reason they look at three years prior financial statements is they want to see what the normalized net income or revenue of the business is. Uh, Buyers rarely rely on just last year's tax returns or financial statements because last year could be a really good year. Or at the same breath, it could be a really bad year. Three years is fairly standard. For sure. And again, in addition to that, what they want to find out is what is the normal income of the business. And when you consider normal income of the business, that can include or exclude, rather, uh, any income or allocations that are given to the owners.
0: Henry, we're going to stop right here. We'll take a break. We'll come back and finish our discussion on transferring wealth. To your legacy. Back in a moment with Macmillan Estate Planning Legal Counsel Henry Villanueva, you're listening to The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.